home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Here on the Rich Keep Show with Fitzy, W-E-E-I, and uh, coming in on the uh, text line, Fitzy, good idea. We did uh, Dork Madness last year, where uh, combined with the Rich Keep Show, we had our field of 64, and we did Best Fictional Athletes. Oh, that was such a good time. That was a blast. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't love the results, but I loved the process. No, but it was fun, right? The journey. Oh. But somebody suggests, what if we did sports uniforms? I- I'm already in. That would take some doing, because if you included everything besides football, like that would be... Tough to do. We need some. We need somebody in the graphics department better than me at it to sort of find a way to make it look nice. But that's well, a pretty what if good we idea. Sweet sixteen to the NFL. Like we could do an overall sixty four because you immediately have like vintage Oakland A's, oh, well, the San that... Diego Padres with the swinging Padre. And... Or maybe that's what you do. You just you each you do sixteen of the four majors, put them in their own region, so it's easy to kind of see them. Oh my God! To the NFL and MLB. And then we have Manage. one from each at the oh, Stiz. What do you think about this? I like it. Okay, I like it. Stiz it reminds me of starter jackets back in the day. Hell yeah! Well, yeah, oh, pretty much. Those were the good times. Right? Top top sixty four starter jackets. I used to have a mean Hornets and Hornets. Yeah, mean. <laughs> Everybody. Had the I used Hornets. to have a mean Washington football team when Easy. they weren't called the football Easy. team jacket. I also had one of those you helmet would. phones. It's in storage. I got to get it and sell it. I think that would fetch a. That's mint. not bad. I had the Florida State. I was a big Florida State fan as a as a little guy. Similar colors. Look at that. It was. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. The old starter jacket was great. Oh god, that was, those oh, things were hot. It was. It was. It was uh, it's quite a time. Before we get to the Red Sox, should we grab a couple calls here? Let's grab a couple you know calls. What? Are we not here for the people? Let's grab some calls. We got John in the car. He joins us next. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I, I got a I got a stat for you. Uh, last night was like the first game that I didn't leave early when there was when it was a complete blowout and there was like terrible basketball going on like yeah before there Christmas. You go. Yep. yeah I, I i don't get i don't i don't get i mean I, i'm a basketball fan so i'm not trying to say like hey, people don't pay attention to class the super bowl i know some people do that's how they go but as basketball fans like generally it's pretty terrible until until then like it's pretty sloppy and then things start getting tightened up so any any approach you know to to improve the game and to improve gameplay i can appreciate one thing that I did find pretty hilarious today, though, was uh, the Joe Missoula takes, you know, especially from the people, not not saying anybody here, but uh, the people that love to trash him and say, oh, he's such a terrible coach. He doesn't know what he's doing. And then all of a sudden he was, like, coaching and had a strategy last night. And everybody's like, no, 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 don't do it like that, Joe. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that yeah. I, I, did, I did find it. He I knows did, how to win in-season tournament kind of games. I guess you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, he's mean, got his team playing. Yeah, so he – uh, he turns to the guys and says, hey, uh, you guys, we're, this is pretty close, that 23-point thing. You guys were uh, trying to keep blowing them out? Sure. Okay, sounds good. Like, Sounds like kind of logical and reasonable if you're a head coach to me. But, uh, you know, I, I know logic and reason is hard to uh, comprehend on sports radio. Can they be? don't have a Can place be. here in sports radio. John, <laughs> you should know better. You. Leave it alone. We don't want that here. Uh, let's go to our guy Paul in Rhode Island. He's uh, he's back at it again. Paulie, what do you have tonight? Here we go. Well. Huh? Don't be disturbed. Oh, no. I'll just say this. Yeah. Uh, Cam Newton finally decided that uh, 16 teams, he would hold a clipboard, but he could have done that here. Um, I think that uh, 
Bill uh, uh, spent uh, all that money, $250 million, uh, to bring people in. Here's the deal. I think if he didn't go into the traveling circus to Atlanta for a second opinion, whatever it was, what? I think that he Can't should have been Sean. still here. Here's the deal. Mac Jones looked good when Cam Newton was a quarterback. Guess what? They spent the money was for Cam Newton and not knowing that this kid could beat him, right? Am I correct? But here's the deal. Mac Jones and Cam Newton were only teammates in preseason. Cam Newton was cut before the season started. Cam Jam, Cam Alaba. <laughs> well, here's the deal. All right, go ahead. They did not know that Cam Newton was going to go in the traveling circus. Cam Newton. I don't now know what, the, I don't know what that means. To, Cam Alaba. What this means is this. What that means is this. Now he's willing to hold the clipboard for half of the team in the NFL. Why? He's going to hold the clipboard for Bryce Young. Okay. That's all I have to say. All right, so he's going to go. Cam Newton! I mean, I like taking Paul's calls. <laughs> we'll take Paul's calls. It's the night show, for God's sakes. We're not going to not take anybody's calls. Was, what, by the way, Rich, that was, uh, by, yeah. by my count, that was five. Here's the deals. <laughs> Here's the deals. Listen to this. Here's the deal. I'm telling you, he's a Cam. Well, no, people all, like Cam him. Newton was entertaining for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. People like him though, and I remember I, defer- <laughs> I was like this was months ago. We got people in the Twitch and in the text line. They were like, "Is that guy drunk?" And I was like, "No, nah, it might nope. just be what he sounds like." Might oh, be I, also I mean, too might be drunk. He's a performance artist. I'm telling you, it's bit. like, be, but it's, I don't really know what the hell he was saying. This time. So Cam Newton. All right, I was actually I had I've uh, I've been keeping notes. These aren't grab baggables, if you will, or grab bag items. Yeah. Maybe I don't know if there's an, another segment we can squeeze them in called like fun size or fun bags or whatever. Yeah, let's call them fun uh, bags. <laughs> See how that goes. <laughs> Coming up at eight thirty, we got fun bags. Join us, well, won't you? Already... <laughs> Come on, well, we already played. Watch the Twitch chat. We already played. We already played. Guess them stats. Oh, guess them stats. Yeah, we played guess them stats earlier. If you guys missed it, check out the uh, Rich Keefe Show uh, podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast. Oh. Guess them stats, which I think is going to be a staple going forward. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Are you sure fun bags? <laughs> fun bags too. I'm telling you, fun bags. We got two new segments tonight. Stiz. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking Stanley, of Cam Newton, nobody keeps a show Bible like Stanley does, having worked with him right. for years in Boston Good. radio. Um, but I read earlier today, Cam Newton on his I Am Athlete podcast. I didn't listen to it, but uh, I read it, so it must be true. Okay. Uh, number one, he believes, watch out, David Tepper. I got that, actually. Yep. I, this was, was this on I Am Athlete, or was this? I think this might have been with Big Cat on Pardon My Take. Either way, oh. here is Could've Cam Newton. Pardon My Bags. I don't know. Here is, here is Cam Newton talking about the potential idea that's been tossed out there, Belichick to the Carolina Panthers, who are once again in search of a head coach. Okay, hold on, I have it. I think Tepper is really, knowing what I do know, he's hoping that he can he can land Bill Belichick. Mm. That will mm. be, that, that right there will be a win, 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 win for David Tepper. Okay, but does Bill Belichick see what David Tepper has done so far as Panthers owner and is like, why do I want to work for a guy who's going to micromanage? The thing that I know would be the enticing lure to it is because Tepper will give him everything that he would need. And also that will allow Belichick to say, 
you know what? Things didn't work Get out, out of the here. way. Yeah. Now I can show you I can do it somewhere else. But which is, I mean, I'm a baker. So they always say you got to flip the flip the batter. Like this is another flipping of the batter that he's done multiple times okay. in this five year stint. Yeah. In five years, David okay. Tepper's team, the Carolina Panthers, have the worst winning percentage in pro sports. So, Oh, not just the NFL? No. Pro sport. I guess I don't need to guess them stats. There's no. I sorry, I gave you that one. Sorry, I should I should have Thanks. put it. I should have turned it into a game. But no, I just want to tell you straight out, it's horrible. Would Bel? Do you think Belichick to the Carolina Panthers makes sense in any way? Only if David Tepper goes hog wild with, with still. Now he doesn't know Matt Rule as much uh, because Matt Rule obviously got a lot of his salary absorbed by Nebraska when he went there. Uh, he still owes Frank Reich a ton of money. I think I saw the stat today, Rich. Frank Reich will average $25,000 a day. I'll guess some stats. Oh, you want to guess those stats? I'll guess some stats. Okay. 25000 uh, a day? <laughs> damn, I, I could have had you guess. Um, Frank Reich will make $25,000 a day for the next three years to not coach the Carolina Panthers. Oh, that makes me sick to my stomach. That makes me Doesn't sick. Doesn't it? It makes me sick. Makes me real sick. $25,000? A day? Not when you say, like, like, oh, it's $8 million a year. Like, oh, it's a lot of money. It's way beyond my No, that's budget. different. When you do the 25000 a day... Can you imagine? Just what if you opened the door and somebody was like, "Here you go, kid. Twenty his nineteen thousand three hundred and twelve dollars after taxes." Oh my yours. god! I'd be first. I'd be buying a mansion. I'd be driving the, the world's first, fastest the, which, car. What is the first purchase? You two stiz, play along. We got time. Go ahead. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> What's the first purchase if Rich Keith just accidentally tomorrow became a millionaire, like a multi-millionaire, like not like a today's millionaire, mm-hmm. like a real mm-hmm. millionaire. Mm-hmm. What's the first purchase? A uh, real slush puppy machine. Hell yes. With the real syrup, the real uh-huh. little dog on the side spinning around, watermelon, <laughs> like, cherry. Oh, no, it's going to spill. It's going to spill. Like, <laughs> no, it's no, oh, good. I'm not <laughs> the leaning gonna... tower of slush. <laughs> and all due respect to the icy people, I'm not talking about icies. I'm no. talking about slush puppy. And that's what I would do. I'd have one of those machines and maybe an NBA Jam arcade. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Coke Freestyle Machine. Okay. I want to be able to at any any given time. Today. You might be thinking like home bar, like a bird. No. Nope. 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 I want to be able to at any point, especially because I know like the 10-year-old loves it too. Yeah. Uh, we have nice. a popcorn cart here in the house. I want to be able to have up to 100 flavors of soda pop at any given time. <sighs> then Man, the I'm going to have a, then a huge sauna. So I can sweat out my beers every morning. Oh, that's a really good one. I, I like a steam over a sauna, but not. So do I. They're just okay. they're so hard to clean. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're always every time you're in there, you're looking around. You're like, this is you can't tough. see. Like at least I'm like yeah. at least if I'm in a sauna, I know mm-hmm. exactly where not to look. Yeah. For uh, you know, stranger sure. nudity. Yep. Yeah. Stranger danger idea. all over there. But Stiz, like in a steam your... room, you could just come right across some parts. <laughs> sure could. Stiz, what's your big purchase right well, away? I liked your NBA Jam because I'm going with a Mortal Kombat 2 arcade. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, but you also, Baraka, you can play as yeah, Reptile. Oh, come on. Yeah. Um, but also, I would get the screen a used. A dad. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Playing hide and seek for 38 years. Still haven't found him yet. He's the best in the world, he's, this guy. He's good. He's, he's good. <laughs> Um, but I would get the screen-used hero glove of Freddy Krueger from the Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Now we're talking. Yep. That is a nice, and very specific item. I believe it was item. just auctioned yeah. for, uh, I want to say, like 200 grand or something Holy like that. Holy mackerel. Yeah. 
So you, you need can, to wait a couple of weeks for in Frank Reich's world, right? Like a month of yeah. waiting around <laughs> doing nothing. Eight and then days of Frank Reich. <laughs> How many Frank Reich? Get yeah, Rich, new show. Yeah, I know yeah. on Dork you yep. play Should I Have Bought This. Sure do. New segment on the Rich Keefe Show. How many day, How many Frank Reich days to buy this? <laughs> That's just so sick. And the other question, like, not just what would you buy, but, like, what would your days be like? If you knew I wake up tomorrow, I get 25K fresh, then, like, the next day, another 25K. So you could spend you could spend a 20K a day, and you'd still have an extra 5K to put aside. Ask Greg Hill. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like one of those things where you see these different food websites or TikToks, Instagrams, yeah. where, like, the, like the, in TikTok, Robo Boys, like, this is the world's most expensive hamburger. It averages $293 and is sold <laughs> yeah. once a day in Milan, Italy. You know what? Fine, I could buy as many it. of those as I would want. Fine. I could fly to Milan, Italy, and buy the world's most expensive hamburger. So circling back to Tepper, I could see why Tepper would want Belichick after these disaster coaches that he's had. And, you know, he hasn't given them a chance, but he got rid of them and whatever. And I know money talks, and if they offer him the most money and they offer control – but does Bill Belichick really want to finish out his days on the worst franchise? I'm sure he's miserable losing. Mm-hmm. And now you go to Carolina where Bryce Young doesn't look great. I know it's year one, but he doesn't look great at all. That roster's not very good. He and Adam Thielen don't get along. No, he'd have to he'd have to cut Adam Thielen's. Maybe that's the reason he'd go there. He'd go there just to cut Adam Thielen. <laughs> but I feel like that'd be a that'd be a lot. And I, you know, you pay him a ton and you'd figure it out, but I feel like there'd be an opportunity to be quite miserable for three or four years. A veteran quarterback. Look, you'd go to you go to uh, you'd have to deal with Asante Samuel Jimmy again going Garoppolo. to Los Angeles. <laughs> he brings Garoppolo to Herbert, Carolina. Yeah. All that talent. Right. You've got wide receivers, you've got a defense that just could use like a real grown up adult's touch and not like the pouty yoga doing man child that is uh Brandon Staley. Yeah. You Belichick would go get some draft picks, depending on how much they have to give up to right. acquire him. Should there be some sort of negotiation, it makes so much more sense. All right, so much more sense for Los Diego. We will get to uh, Red Sox talk and ALEs talk. I had mentioned that earlier. It is not uh, not happening. It just didn't happen when I said it was going to happen. But I promise, Red Sox and this big trade rumor coming up next year on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. But right now, here is Stiz with what's trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now, the Celtics advance in the in-season tournament after they beat the Bulls 124-97. Celtics needed to win by 23 or more, started to intentionally foul Andre Drummond in the fourth quarter, (coughs) excuse me, which drew criticism from some people, including... The Bulls' very own coach, Billy Donovan. And I'm not going to, I said this before, I'm not going to, you know, necessarily, he's got to coach his team and do what he feels right. You know, I just felt like, okay, great, keep Tatum, keep, keep rolling. I've never, ever, keep, play all the way to the end. I'm like, I'm, I got no problem, you know, but I just thought it was putting Andre in a tough spot in a 30-point game. I just, I, 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 didn't, I didn't like that. Andre will be okay. The Celtics will now face the Pacers for the quarterfinal of the tournament on Monday night tip-off at 7.30. Their next regular season game will be Friday night when they host the Philadelphia 76ers at the TD Garden tip-off also at 7.30. The Bruins had a practice today. They're back on the ice tomorrow night when they'll host the Sharks. Puck drop at 7 p.m. The Bruins have dropped three straight in four of its last five while allowing 23 goals over that span. The quarterback fiasco continues for the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick told the media today he would not be announcing his starting QB for Sunday's game against the Chargers. However, if today's practice is any indication, it looks like it could very well be Bailey Zappi. 
Zappi took multiple repetitions at the full pads practice, then was followed by undrafted rookie Malik Cunningham, who was on the practice squad. Mac Jones did not take any throws in the time that reporters were present, nor did practice squad quarterback Will Greer. Both Demario Douglas and Ty Montgomery did not participate during today's practice, and there were also a number of players on limited participation. Those players included David Andrews, Jawan Bentley, Chris Board, Kayshawn Booty, Trent Brown, Ezekiel Elliott, Riley Reef, Matthew Slater, Sidney Sow, and Dietrich Wise. And the New York Jets announced Wednesday that they have opened the 21-day window for Aaron Rodgers to return to practice. Rodgers tore his Achilles on the first drive of the regular season or open, regular season opener on the Jets' fourth offensive play. So we could see Aaron Rodgers back this year. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keefe show coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here at the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy W-E-E-I's a full tag Wednesday. You can join the program, 617-779-7937. Watch the show on Twitch. Just follow WEEI. Also hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. And uh, Fitzy's been quiet for the Boston Red Sox thus far. They mm-hmm. hired Craig Breslow to take over for Heim Bloom. He had his press conference. We dissected that when it happened. Uh, and now it is on to who are they going to bring in? There's a lot of big name free agents. There's also a handful of big name guys that are likely to be traded. And we're in currently like a holding pattern as it relates to the Red Sox. Before we get into them, the big rumor of the day is that the San Diego Padres and New York Yankees Mm -hmm. are advancing in trade talks involving Juan Soto going to New York to the point where they are already talking players from the Yankees that San Diego would want in return. And the New York Yankees have to be discussing and agreeing upon the long-term extension that Soto turned down right. in San Diego as well. Like that had the deal has to be contingent upon putting pen to paper on some sort of like 12 year, $500 million, something $480 million, yeah. something yep. absurd, whatever players they take back. I'm sure the Yankees won't feel much of the loss because they need to get back into win now mode and keep up or compete in the highly competitive AL East that the Red Sox and the Yankees were also Rams at best in last year. So under over next year, Soto, who played 162 games last year. Played every game. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put it right now at 52 and a half home runs. In that ballpark? With I'll that take pretend porch? With in, that band box? Get out of here. <laughs> in that fake stadium? Uh, yeah. Mausoleum I t- with a porch? I'll Get take the here. over because he's playing in San Diego, which is not a great home run hitting park. He hit nope. 35 ding-dongs last year, which was a career high for him. Uh, he had 34 one year with Washington, but 35 last year. Mm. Yeah, I would say he's he's a, he's hitting 50 home runs in New York, and he's going to hit either right after or right in front of Aaron Judge. Either way, Judge Soto suddenly becomes one of the best one-two combos in, I mean, not just baseball, but like the last 20 years in baseball. Like Those guys are studs. Judge Soto sounds like a TV program that's on in the afternoon. <laughs> I'd watch a little bit of Judge Soto. I would too, just to see like what oh, what's going on. Oh, was it a was it a hit and run? Like what's going on here? A little B and E, maybe something. What's going on? 
Uh, so Juan Soto going to the Yankees, and you can see why the Yankees would be desperate. Like to your point, the the Red Sox and the Yankees were so far out of it. You have the Orioles who have two of the yes, two of the best young players in baseball, mm-hmm. and they also have a loaded farm system. So that that number might grow to three or four of the best young players. They just won a hundred games. They may, the, right. for all we know, they right. might be just scratching the surface right. of their potential. Tampa Bay won ninety nine games, and then you have the Blue Jays there, who were both significantly better than the Yankees and the Red Sox. And so they, they kind of, and I feel like the Blue Jays underperformed Same. a little bit last I agree. Year. I think they definitely underachieved. But those three teams were all playoff teams. So, like, what a weird thing for both the Yankees and the Red Sox to watch the other three teams in the division make the playoffs. And that could certainly happen again if they don't make changes. And so Juan Soto, like, we all kind of laughed at, all right, you brought back Aaron Judge, but you had nobody else. Like, that lineup sucked last year for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And when Judge missed all that time, you're like, this isn't even a major league lineup. And uh, Judge had a good year when he was out there, but he missed a lot of games. So if they get Soto, still had thirty-seven home runs. Am I correct? I think so. I think it yeah, was. like that was the most underwhelming thirty-seven home run season uh, because he missed so many games. Of course, he's coming off the the, the sixty-two home runs the year before. Yeah, one hundred and six games, thirty-seven so he missed home runs, fifty-six. Okay. Um, Rich, do you think Glaber Torres will be part of the deal for Juan Soto and? Can San Diego add a fourth or a fifth shortstop to its lineup? They just want all the shortstops because they figure shortstops can play multiple positions. You can put one at second base. Mm-hmm. You can stick one in the outfield. You can move mm-hmm. one to third base, which they've already done. So, Deep, yeah, maybe whatever. Torres. Well, if they, so I wonder if they do get Glaber Torres, who's only 26 years old. He's solid. If they get him, like, who else might they trade? Would they move on from Bogarts? Would they try to move on from – I mean, I know they just signed Machado, so maybe not Machado. Tatis, I feel like they have to keep. I know he's playing in the outfield now anyway, but yeah, I bet Torres would be one of the guys they ask for, for if sure. If they were going to move on, you, you can't move on from Bogarts one year into this like crushing 11-year ridiculous deal that they gave him. Yeah. And I'm sure they like that, you know, you can't yeah. overpay for the leadership and the intangibles, but you also can overpay and hamstring the team in, in pursuit oh, of yeah. the things yeah, yeah, yeah. that you need. They're going to lose Snell. I bet if they moved on from anyone, they could lose Soto. Maybe they would trade Machado. Maybe. But Tatis, they just, has, Tatis has, at this point has a higher ceiling. I know he's yeah. a pain in the ass. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you definitely got to do that. I mean, unless – I wonder if the Soto deal is like just Soto or like if they include other things in there and then they agree to maybe pay some – like I could see them getting rid of Bogarts and paying some of the money and letting the other team pick up like half. Because if you were paying half of Bogarts' deal, you're like, hey, that's not a bad deal. <laughs> like the whole can, thing is insane, but if you I paid half, already here, yeah. John. Here's John Sterling. No, it is high. Oh, it is far. It is gone. Oh, a cream soda <laughs> pop to right field. I don't like that, but that's probably what it'll be. Kill me. Yep. Just that doesn't, doesn't sound good. <laughs> Meanwhile, Red Sox have done so far nothing. Uh, Sonny Gray off the board. He goes to the St. Louis Cardinals. That seemed like what it was was likely to happen. Uh, Aaron Jordan Montgomery, but they replace him with Sonny Gray. Okay. Right. That's what they do. Uh, Aaron Nola, like, re-signed almost immediately with Philly. He was another one of the pitchers that we were keeping an eye on. uh, A lot of money for a middle-of-the-road righty. Yeah, and that's why I think the – I mean, I don't think. The the prices will be insane. There's a lot of pitchers, and there's a lot of teams that desperately need pitchers. So these guys are going to make a ton of money. Do you feel good about any of the guys – that have even been sort of rumored to the Red Sox. Like, is there somebody that you think, like, yeah, that's they could get him? I just, just, I just want Moto Mania. That's, <laughs> like, what's, that's it. What's I just, I want Yamamoto. I want the Red Sox. Yeah. I want Craig Breslow to prove 
that he's not afraid of a Dice K redux, mm -hmm. that he's willing to make a splash because all it is is other people's money. It's just a posting fee and right. then a big fat set. You don't have to give up any players. You're not setting anyone else's progress back. You're just writing two large checks. And the Red Sox can sure afford to write two large checks. Uh, I would think that they should. Yeah, Yamamoto, I definitely want for sure. I would take Jordan Montgomery. Like, Jordan Montgomery would be a good addition, I think, to the... Uh, he's not going to cost you as much as some of these other guys. Mm -hmm. They just need so many starters. And, like, put Brian Bayo in there as, like, your number three, get two mm -hmm. guys better than him, and then figure out, you know, whatever the four and five starters are going to be. So I would take him. Like, I, if you just added Yamamoto, even that, you're like, all right, that's nice. That's a, that's a good start. But how do you expect to compete with Baltimore, Tampa, the Yankees if they get Soto? Like, you're still looking up at everybody. Like, this is a team that needs multiple big-name guys added this year. Yeah, how many games are we Are we not even in the this is how many games we think Chris Sale will start next year business? Like, we're just <laughs> under. I don't know what your number is, but I'm going under. I'm already on going it. under. Yeah, I'm going under. Yeah, I want, I want a couple of starters because I want to fortify the book. Like, you got Chris Martin and Kenley Jansen for one more year. I want to be able to send... Uh, I want to send the entirety, like, uh, sorry, I'm just blanking right here. I want to send... Um, Marcelo uh, Mayer? What's it? Yes, I want to send Marcelo Mayer to the bullpen. No, I want to send, like, half of the guys that started last year <laughs> yeah. um, back to the bullpen because... I think you're right. Like, Tanner Houck is better suited there. Houck, yes, I thank think you. Garrett Whitlock, Whitlock even as well. is better sorry, suited there. Sorry, it's been a while there. since I talked No, I know. Don't I, worry I about it. it there. Yeah, Whitlock is... I've always said he's your right-handed Andrew Miller. You can do whatever you need to. close set up, do three and a third in relief, that's fine. I think Tanner Houck is much better served. Once you go two times through the rotation, tops on that guy, you've pretty much seen it all. Uh, and then all of us, can you imagine if the Red Sox are like set in the middle and they are set in the back end of the bullpen because they go and they get two-plus starters in the offseason? Give me two-plus starters, yep. a right-handed yeah. bat, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll take my chances, especially when they're on AM radio because the draft show's on FM. <laughs> So the best, as <laughs> fingers crossed on that. So the best free agents available. Actually, here are the free agents, and this is on MLB.com. So they just have it sorted by war from last year. So it doesn't mean these are like the best guys in order, but based on last season, I guess it is. Okay. So Shohei Otani, free agent, mm -hmm. well documented free agent. Aaron Nola, already back from Philly. Blake Snell, thirty-one years old, and won the Cy Young in the National League. Going to cost you, I think. Uh, somebody theorized would be like. Seven years, like $25 million per, you might be able to get him. Wouldn't you rather give him fewer years, more money? I would. I wonder if some team, though, is just like, well, we'll do it. You know, like, I, I think that all these guys are going to get more than they deserve or should. They, uh, they always do. By the way, side note, um, for anyone keeping track at home, in addition to the fact that the AL East is stacked, racked, and ready to rock, mm -hmm. um, the world champion Texas Rangers yep. get back one of the best right-handed starters in baseball this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jacob DeGrom Jacob is DeGrom. coming back, and he's got a brand-new UCL, yep. and he's probably going to be throwing absolute gas out of it. Like, so you need arms, power arms, plus arms to keep up. They have Scherzer, too, right? I mean, I know he's kind of – he might be washed, uh, but they still have him. Worst. So you got Jordan Montgomery. We talked about Clayton Kershaw, Brandon Woodruff, Marcus Stroman – uh, Kyle Gibson, who went back to St. Louis. He's old, though. Uh, but then you have these former Red Sox that are available. Martin Perez, Michael Waka, Eduardo Rodriguez. 
How's Michael Waka available? I thought he signed a multi-year deal I, from... I'm looking at it. He's a free agent on this list on MLB.com. Well, maybe there was an opt-out. Must have been. Yeah. Yeah, he signed a four-year, only $26 million deal, but there was an opt-out. Okay, so I guess I don't. Know. They have Breslo, him listed here. Breslow could undo the wrong of the of Chaim Bloom. Bring Waka back, and then Lucas Giolito, who the Angels famously made a, a swing at, brought him in, and then we're like, all right, we're done, and they cut him. He's also available. And out of all the guys I named, I believe Giolito and Shohei Otani are the only ones that are under thirty. All those other guys are thirty-one plus. Let me ask you, okay, you can make a deal for one of these two right-handed starters. It's a deal. It's not a, It's not just write a check like it would be with Montgomery or two checks for Yamamoto, et cetera. Yep. What would you do? Uh, who would you prefer, Corbin Burns or, um, let's see if you're going to trade for, or Dylan Cease? Corbin Burns. I like them both. I'd be happy with Cease or the White yeah, Sox. I but like, I like, so would I. I've been a fan of Corbin Burns for a while, so I would rather – have Corbin Burns, so I would trade. Yeah, trade for Corbin Burns, sign one of these other guys, and then maybe sign a position player. Like you probably need a righty bat somewhere along the way as well, and but, someone who actually is a trained second baseman for a change. Can we maybe value that position this a year? Second baseman wouldn't hurt somebody who's actually played like a Whit Merrifield, thirty-five years sure. old. But why not? You could you could do worse. Uh, let's go to uh, Matt in Walpole on the Red Sox. Matt, what do you have? What's going on? Uh, yeah, no, I want to talk about uh, the free agency period sure. and trading. I think that uh, I think you've got to build the staff through trading primarily. You're going to be in on Montgomery. You're going to be in on Yamamoto. And you got about $90 million to spend before you hit the tax. So shout out me last year for saying they were going to stand the tax and save money. So they got a lot to spend, but you need to trade. You got a lot of prospects. You spent last year figuring out what all of your young guys look like, and you need to go out. Glasnow is available as well. Bieber is available. Burns and, uh, <clears throat> who, uh, Cease, like you just said, they're both available though. That's how you build the staff. And then you can go out and you can make a real run at, I think you can make a run at Otani and Yamamoto with the amount of money that you have available. Nice. It's just kind of whether or not they're going to do it. I mean, well, so, you got to stop at some point. I mean, you can't get all those guys. I would, I would love it too, but you can't have Yamamoto trade for. You can't trade for Burns and then not give him a brand new deal where it makes him one of the highest paid guys. And maybe that doesn't kick in next year, but it'll kick in soon enough. Same with Dylan Cease or Shane Bieber. I mean, Otani. If you bring Otani, which I would love. I'm all here for Otani, even though he's not going to pitch next year. What's that average annual for him? Fifty million, forty-five. That'd be for, 40, forty bare minimum. Forty. And by the way, can can the baseball reporting, baseball insider world that navigates traffics and promotes itself on social media get its ducks in a row? Are the Red Sox in or out on Shohei Otani? Because all I did was read conflicting reports all day long today in preparation for this evening's program. It definitely depends on who you read. And you're like, oh, I'll just I'll gonna look at just the positive, and it sounds like they're in. And then others are like, yeah, no chance. Well, I, so this is what happens. You'll get a guy like John Heyman who will be doing these different interviews. They ask him about a player, and then he just names like five teams. And you're like, all right, so are they all in it equally, or are you just saying that? Because a lot of times what you're hearing is, well, the Red Sox have to make a big splash. So then they just assume every high-ticket guy – is on the list. I was looking at some of the odds that like those bet online websites make. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox are like a top five 
to land almost everybody. Like, they're just like kind of hedging their bets. That's like Patriots offseason time. That's what like, I'm saying. Oh, the so, Patriots are now the betting favorite to land everyone. But that's the thing. So like, yeah, the Red Sox have money to spend. The Red Sox are desperate because they're they're in last place the last two seasons. So are you connecting the dots to these certain players only because they have money, or is there actual genuine interest on from both parties? Like, do do you know if Craig Breslow really wants to go all in on Yamamoto, for example? And those feelings on any player, honest to God, we don't. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I agree with what everybody says. Like they they should be, and I do think this offseason is going to be different than the previous three, where I think John Henry is so annoyed about what everybody's saying about him and the team that he's like, fine, like spend big money on a guy, stay mm-hmm. below the certain threshold. But this team has cleared up enough books. I think is this finally the last year for sale as well? Like I think you'll get it that. Is. Yeah, you'll get that contract off the books after this year. So that's why trading for somebody who's under contract and having it be a low year this year and then giving them a big pay raise the next year makes a ton of sense. Yes, it does. And I, 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 as far as the previous call, I think it was Matt and Walpole who said, like, you got to build your starting rotation through trades. Like, you don't completely empty the farm, but, like... No, that would core, be... Like, the the yeah. core of the team is young enough, like... Guys, okay, so Yoshida's a little bit older, but, like, Duran and Casas and even Devers, like, uh, they're all young enough that you can afford to lose a couple of young players in a deal if you know you can go get, like, a 29, 30, 31-year-old starter who's going to give you three to five rock-solid seasons and keep you alive in the AL East, let alone the AL. Like, I'm with... If if getting your best right-handed starter means you have to lose two or three talented players on the farm, they're still farm players. They're chips. Yeah, they, they got a bunch of guys. the damn thing at the major league level. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm I'm always of the go ahead and trade the prospects. Like, I think the – you can't trade them all, like, to your point. Yeah, that's obvious. Like, you never want to go too far one way or the other. But I'm trying to think back. The, the Red Sox themselves, whether it was uh, Heim Bloom, who didn't trade any of the prospects, or Dave Dombrowski, who traded a bunch, or Theo Epstein, who traded some, or Ben Charrington – when was the last time they got really burned by it? I think you have to. I think you have to go back to like Jeff Bagwell. I think I don't think they got burned. They've given up good players. Anthony Rizzo was a good player. Uh, Hanley Ramirez was a good player. But you got two guys that help you win a World Series in the Hanley Ramirez deal. Anthony Rizzo was part of the Adrian Gonzalez deal, which you didn't realize he wasn't going to be able to handle Boston, but on the field, he was really good that year. He had a good year. Yeah. He was part of chicken and beer, but he was an absolute softy. Yeah. WFT. But, uh, like, why? what do you, like, he hit like Whatever they gave up for Eric Gagne was too much. <laughs> yeah, like, they definitely didn't always get, like, a great return, but you're not like, oh, my God, if they only had Yohan Moncada right now, it's like, no, you're fine. Or, like, Manuel yeah. Mongrove, like, you had to keep him. No, you didn't. Nope. Kopech was, I mean, Kopech's been fine. No, there's had a couple of moments, right? He's fought through injuries and stuff, so. But what Sale gave you in 17 and 18 is still greater than what the lump sum of what Kopech's done for the White Sox. Definitely. I I mean, I would argue they they kind of made out better. It was either a wash, it was like worth the shot, or it was like, all right, you you actually got something really good in return. So, I don't know. I Not that you trade Roman Anthony and Marcelo Mayer and all these guys like right away, and then you you got the system. You don't want to do it that way either, because all the good teams they've had have also had the homegrown guys, whether it be like you know Mookie Betts or uh, going back to Pedroia and Lester and whatever else. So, all right, Red Sox on the table. If you want to get in on it, oh, let's go real quick before we get to Kiefer Madness. Nick is in Danvers. Nick, what do you have? Hi, uh, just a 
uh, quick thing. Uh, I heard you were talking about uh, Montgomery earlier. This was like hours ago. Okay. Um, and you dismissed him as it's like, oh, you know, right guy, right team at the time. But he was actually pretty good all year, and I think that they're more interested in him than anyone else right now. Uh, so I think he'd be the first. He'll be the first signing. And then uh, Yamamoto has a good chance, I guess. But you know, you have no idea who is bidding what, and uh, they might come in, you know, close second of Yamamoto. Uh, yeah. I don't think they're getting anyone else. You might be right, Nick. I don't doubt it on the Yamamoto thing. We're going to hear just how close they were, but they just missed out. When are the posting fees revealed, Rich? Like uh, when are well, those envelopes open? Is that like a... Good question. I think it's like, it's like a 45-day period, right? So we should have an answer by early January of when that happens. Hmm. But I don't know if that could be get released earlier. No, as for Montgomery, I like Jordan Montgomery, but like I'm not going to make him more than he is. Like Fitzy was the one that said like he hit the playoffs and had a good playoff, and maybe he's going to get paid off it. He's never been an all-star. He's never received a single Cy Young vote. So he's he's good. I mean, a 3.68 career ERA. Like yeah, that's you know I'll I'll take not, it more like less strikeouts than innings for his career so let's not make yep. him out to be like this unbelievable no, stud but yeah last couple of years Yankees Yankees Cardinals Cardinals you got three eight three seven yeah. three one three five and then a two eight last year like he caught fire at the right time like is he the ace of the Red Sox probably but like is he the ace of a of like the team that you want like for one sixty two and then into the playoffs that's no. like that's like Devonte Parker being the number one receiver <laughs> like come on like let's just this guy, like he should be, he's a solid two or three. We need yeah. a, we need an absolute certified ace on the Red Sox. Yep, I agree with that completely. All right, we got a uh, key for madness coming up. Of course, we have grab bag at nine twenty. So you're gonna oh. want to go nowhere. It's the Rich Keith Show with Fitzy here on WEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv/bostonweei and check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. It's time for Kiefer Madness. Kiefer Madness. Richard Kiefer, I think it is. Rich Kiefer. Who is that? How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. Uh, what now? It's Kiefer Madness. Where's Where, Kiefer? Where is he? Where's Kiefer? Where is Kiefer? Hey, Kiefer, you're a douche. I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. I'm a firm believer in UFOs and Sasquatch. That's funny. Yo, Kiefer Madness is so hit or miss. Kiefer's a nice guy. Kiefer's a nice guy. Okay. Kiefer Madness? It's Kiefer Madness on WEEI. I bring it. The maid of honor hit the bottle hard and almost hit the best man with his own car. Are there guys who kick with both legs? Send me naked pictures oh of you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. $250 worth of Pokemon toys. Well, time for war. Kiefer Madness here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, WEEI. And that last one actually segues quite nicely to a story, Fitzy, from today that uh, took place in Florida. Okay. That's where a lot of the good ones to come from. Like 51%, I would say, of the Kiefer Madness stories are uh, from the great state of Florida. And uh, it's it's an item that could be worth quite a bit of money. And you might lead to people trying to uh, steal. So let's find out what's going on down in Florida. man from Ocala was arrested after Marion County Sheriff's deputies say he was stealing hundreds of dollars worth of Pokemon cards. It was not Chris Scheim. Do not suggest it was Chris Scheim. In fact, Chris Scheim, nice guy that he was a couple years ago, gave me a bunch of his Pokemon cards to give to my nephew, who was super into it at the time. No way. Yes, he did. Very nice man. Now... 
These Pokemon cards can run you. You can get a lot of money for these. And it's not like a Hannes Wagner rookie, but like you can get some pretty good stuff for like a Snorlax or like a Pikachu and some of the others as well. Deputies arrested 26-year-old Luis Carmona after they say he tried stealing $200 worth of Pokemon cards from the Walmart on Southwest Highway 200 last week. Deputies say surveillance video shows him failing to scan the cards at a self-checkout. He was arrested and charged with ready a retail petty theft. All right, so is there a chance that this is just a classic mix-up? Not everybody knows how to use the self-checkout. Maybe, True. He, maybe he was trying. He, he didn't, like, grab them and bolt out the door. He was there fiddling around with the self-checkout and apparently didn't actually pay for them and made off with $200 worth of Pokemons. I appreciate the fact that he went, like, he staged and went through yeah. the charade of actually, like, oh, gee, it didn't scan. My bad. That's probably the way to do it, or no? Yeah. I mean, there's cameras everywhere. Like, if you go to any kind of convenience store that's the way to do it but if you're going to take pokemon cards i feel like the cards are pretty small you could probably just stick them in your pocket and walk out and they might not even realize no you think they'd be on to you there i think they'd be, the, the cameras are everywhere what are you going to do grab the old like oh, i was just looking at this all right, well, how did those five packs of pokemon cards get in my pocket? it is true when you watch documentaries now you're like how do people get away with anything now like eh, like because there's just surveillance videos everywhere. People have cameras all over their houses. Every workplace has cameras, let alone mm-hmm. random people that come forward. Like, oh, I happen to be filming that at the time for my uh, for my Instagram story. Body yeah, cams, like, dash yes. cams, ring yeah. cams. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I was also reading a story about how there's a lot of deaths at places where people take selfies for their like social media, like these, like these spots that are like, that are really, I don't know whether it's like a, the edge of a cliff or whatever. Uh, like you always see that always. It's and I was crazy. like, oh I mean, my that's God. Darwin, Darwin party I, of two. That's what you get. I know. It's like, you're out there with a selfie stick. You're like standing like in the volcano. You're like, well, that thing could possibly go off. You're like, yeah, but this is going to look pretty sweet. Well, I put this up on the old Instagram page. I'm like I, I like to run a, a quick risk reward. Every time you're doing something. Mm-hmm. Just real quick. Real quick. And Do I need this photo that badly that it could result in the termination yeah. of my existence? The reward nope. is 15 extra likes. The risk, death. <laughs> like, no, nah, not doing it. Not doing it. Now, then some could say, well, that's why you're still hosting a night show. Right? right? Yeah. I'm not putting myself out there enough. Yeah, Maybe we don't even need that. to create a new segment called likes or death. Nope. 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 Because we're too busy still reeling in the uh, guess them stats. <laughs> Which is going to be a regular, a regular. That and what was the other one? Fun bags. Yeah, that was. Uh, it was. It was grab bags. It was fun size edition of grab bags. It was called fun bags. Fun bags. So when we have a short show, maybe we do fun bags. Yeah, just a quick grab bag. Fun bags. Yeah. So Mondays, Thursdays, Fridays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we have the sh- when the shows abbreviated. Actually, we should just th- those Monday, Thursday, Friday is the show. Tuesday, Wednesday is the extended version. Right. That's the director's, the director's cut. cut. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Zack Snyder's Rich Keefe show on Tuesday and Wednesday, full four hours. So thanks for taking part in the uh, in the show. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed any of the show, you can download, subscribe, the Rich Keefe Show podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Uh, yeah. Quick hands question. up. Go ahead, Fitz. Yeah. Um, is that the end of the story? That's it. The guy just took $200 in Pokemon cards? And they got him. They got their man. You got to collect them all. Yep. He was trying.
is trying to collect them all. 200 seems low for some of these Pokemon cards. Yeah, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, what do you think the most expensive Pokemon card is? I have it in front of me. Oh, is it? I'm curious oh, what, I, oh, how it's much the... you guys think. Didn't, like, Logan Paul oh, have it? Or he had a fake one of it? Or he had, like, a... It's, like, probably 10 grand or more. I know what it is. It is. It's yep. the, uh, it's the, uh, the nerd turd. <laughs> the nerd turd. Yeah, and it lives in the basement. <laughs> Are you ready for this, guys? I'm ready for this. The okay. most expensive Pokemon card ever sold is the Koro Koro Comics promo Pikachu. There you go. $5.2 million. It's not worth it. Setting a, a Guinness of... World Record. It's a piece of cardboard. Wow. It's not worth it. Wow. No, it's a Koro Koro Comics promo Pikachu. What are you talking about? Every year you hear about like the the Tom Brady card that goes, or the Mike Trout card, or like oh, the Luke Gehrig. Like, why can't a Pikachu? Or how about ever... this? Sorry, Nick. On the old, on our Please. old show, Nick yeah. used to always roast me, Keith, because I collect uh, horror Funko Pops. I got no problem with that. I too have a horror Funko Pop well, collection. Well, jokes on him because my uh, Scream Ghostface Funko Pop is worth like seven hundred bucks right now. I know. Bought it for ten. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. That's one That's of the great, few. Wow. It's one of the few that eludes my collection because every time you go to look for it, the ghost face is super expensive. Yeah, so, so I maybe, don't have. Maybe look we can you. work something out. All right. How about that? We have a little trade. Right, you can keep your job. You give me the toy. <laughs> toy? How dare you? Uh, no, yeah. I used to it's love Buster piece. because you yeah. couldn't stop buying them. But Rich actually has. You've probably seen it before, Stanley. He has a. A wall, like the backdrop in his yeah. Dragon's Lair, is yeah. all Funko Pops. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I have. It's in my living room, but... Sweet. Hey, my wife said... And get, as you can clearly see now <laughs> on the Twitch channel, mine is uh, Patriots memorabilia, uh, Star Wars items, dog <laughs> hair, boxes, and uh, snacks my kids have eaten in the office. Pretty good. That's a nice uh, collection there you have. It's, re- it's, a re- it's, it's a really, really... It's a solid collection. Hey, good for you, Stiz. Like, that's great that it finally... Matured into something, um, and that's uh, just I, I one. I have a few that are worth some really. Yeah. yeah, I should I look at that because they have the sites like that a, tell you how much they cost, right? Because yeah. I think most of mine I bought for like you know normal, like ten, fifteen bucks a lot of them. But then you never know; some go up, some are a little oh, look more at rare. That. Oh, here's here's Funko Pop Batman out of his box. What did you want to say? <laughs> Get a life, both. <laughs> <laughs> you losers! You took them out the box. <laughs> oh my! That's insane. God. That's not worth anything now. It's ruined. I, it. Oh God forbid! Like uh, toys are meant to be played with. I I like to look at them. I like, I to like think, them I uncut. Like <laughs> I like to set them up and mint, uh, uh, mint in box, please. I'm going to spend the next break looking at the uh, pop price guide. Yeah, that's I the pull, site. I just pulled up. I'm going to take a take a you, gander. Rich, you ever get into watching those? Uh, and, and I know we're up against it, but do you ever get into watching those like break videos? They call them like where got card collectors like like unboxings. Yeah, they bought they open they buy a box and they open like all 36 packs in hopes of getting that one uh, Otani card that has like the titanium right. print and it's autographed or something. And the way those guys that are yeah. all wearing those murder gloves just freak out. Or like those, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, like the error cards. They're like, I need like the Billy Ripken where his gloves say F U on them. Like, right. It says F face on the bottom of the bat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, F face. That's what it was. All right, three hours down, one hour to go. We have grab bag coming up at nine twenty, and the news of the day we'll get to coming up as uh, Bailey Zappi. Took the majority of the reps today, was walking around the locker room like he owns the place. Malik Cunningham also getting some reps, and Mac Jones just standing by watching. So we get to all that with you here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy WEEI.